Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75 two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, the one and only Tony Casillas. TC, what up? Good morning, my man. I'm doing great here on our Tuesday morning uh, version of the 750. Hope you're doing well. I've been asking people a lot this lately. What did you have for breakfast today, Tony? And if you didn't have breakfast today, what the last time that you did have breakfast, whether it was Monday or Sunday, whatever, what did you have? Man, I can't lie. Uh, I because you're an early bird you you get up with the crack of dawn so i mean yeah but but i don't i don't really eat breakfast uh so to speak my breakfast is caffeine um but this morning i ran up to duncan and i i got my my usual double espresso Mm -hmm. extra large coffee and then i had to have me a half a donut hey did you know they sell? You know, did you know they sell half a donut? Now? I was about to make a comment. Like, did you eat half and then like keep the other half? Or um... I, I told my wife that she goes, oh, I didn't know they sold they sold half a donut. I, I, dude, I really believed you right now for a second. I, I mean, maybe that's they sell donut holes. Why wouldn't they sell halves? Like, think I'll about say, it. If they if they sold halves, they could double their profits. I mean, that's in the, in the same uh, lines of that. Be like, I'd like to have a diet. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I'd like to have a a, a diet uh, chocolate donut. With no calories, yeah. But what no. is your um, what is your ideal I, donut? Like, is it chocolate or like, what's your you know, what's your, um, your yeah, favorite yeah, kind of donut? I, I'm more of I'm more like a apple fritter. Uh, oh, I like the I like the blueberry cakes. Uh, I'm not really a chocolate guy. I really, the chocolate icing doesn't do a whole lot for me. I know that I'm probably losing a lot of credibility with you <laughs> people listening to this podcast, but no, I'm not. I'm more of the uh, the, the cinnamon rolls, the apple sure. fritters. And um, muffins. I'm a muffin guy. I, I'm a muffin guy too, but I will say um, I don't like fancy donuts because here's the thing: like I don't want to take a bite of something and then have like just crap go everywhere. You know, like that's what, some donuts you take a bite and it's like an explosion. You know what I mean? The 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 flakiness of the glaze and the sprinkles or whatever. Like I don't need that. Like some a lot of times I don't know. Maybe you ate in the car. You know what I mean? Like I, I, they, you can't have that happen. You can't have all this crap everywhere. So I'm just really trying to look out for you at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't I don't eat a white powdered donut in my car. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, OK, so on the subject today is something very simple, Tony. Very, very simple question to get things started. Would you like 10 billion dollars? Uh, of course. Right. Well, then all you have to do <laughs> is uh, is sell the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, uh, interesting. Um this is an interesting time in the NFL offseason because now like the draft is over, even the schedules come out. We're now entering the true dead of the offseason and we'll be here for I don't know about month month and a half. And so we're seemingly around the corner from Forbes releasing their annual rankings of uh, most valuable professional sports teams in the world, a list that the Dallas Cowboys have been at the top of for some time now. Um, on the subject of value the Denver Broncos are currently up for sale in case anybody doesn't know. And they're expected to fetch somewhere around four and a half billion dollars. Peter King wrote about this in football morning in America this week and interviewed Jerry Jones as part of his story. And he was curious. So he asked Jerry what he thought the Cowboys could sell for. And Jerry said North of $10 billion, uh, but that he would never ever sell. Is there anything in your life, Tony, that if you knew it would go for $10 billion, you would not sell. No, no, I well, I can't relate. I can't relate to Jerry Jones. That doesn't surprise me. But he's uh, he's basically proclaiming that the, the Cowboys are worth double what the Denver Broncos are worth. And I don't know. I I think it's I think anyone there's the answer to your question right there. Peter King got it from the 
the, the horse's mouth that he's never going to sell the Cowboys. Everyone's always like up in arms and something goes wrong. Jerry needs to sell it. He's not going to do that. Sure. You know, there's no, there's no freaking way that's going to happen, but it just, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's crazy when you look on how much he paid for the Cowboys back in what, 88, 89 and for about it for a hundred million dollars. And now he thinks it's worth 10 billion, but no, that's for me. Look, I, I, I just can't even, uh, that number is just mm-hmm. out of this stratosphere when it comes to that, you know, thinking that big, but Hey, good for, good for his, Jerry Jones confidence that the Cowboys are worth 10 billion. Totally. I mean, and you're right. Like, you know, if it's worth 10 billion now, I mean, a big reason not to sell is in five years, it'll be worth 15 billion. I mean, it's just the NFL is king. The NFL will continue to be king. The NFL isn't going anywhere. Um, that, that was one part of uh, the discussion that Peter King had with Jerry. The other part was really kind of what I want to talk about. I'll be honest, Tony, and say that, you know, when when I get tweets or people tell me or send me messages or something like that, and people say all the Joneses care about is money. They they don't care about winning. Like I don't buy into that stuff. Like I, I generally don't. I, I generally don't buy into those kind of conspiracy theories. Kind of like we've talked about this before. Like I I'm not somebody who believes. Oh, they're just tanking this season to fire Sean Payton. Although they're making it really hard not to believe that. But um, that being said, Jerry uh, was was talking to Peter King, and there's a part of the story where Jerry t- actually tells a story about a few years after he bought the team, he was in L.A. Um, talking to some Fox executives. Um, and then at the time, right, right before you joined the Cowboys and everything got good, um, that there were some some real knuckleheads on the team and that, you know, the, the team was out of order, was in disarray, et cetera. Uh, and that Jerry was just kind of talking to the executives and said, I'm, I'm about to put my foot down. I'm, I'm about to, you know, get, get things straightened out. And they said, no, don't you dare. Don't don't you dare touch the Cowboys. Their their television gold, their ratings gold, whatever, however you want to put it. Um, and so Jerry went on to say. The foibles, the soap opera, the issues, they create interest. Um, at the very end of his quote, he said, the owner every now and then gets in the paper. It just adds to the interest. All of it. People love that. It's kind of hard, Tony, to hear that line from Jerry and not believe that on some level they they I don't know that they create the drama, but that they love the drama because it it sells. You know what I mean? It's, you know, whatever, like crazy thing is going on it keeps the cowboys in the news and that's what they want so that's what i'm saying it's kind of hard to believe that they don't enjoy that to a great degree and it's hard to disagree with what he said because they live they live in the moment look at the things that happen that we we could talk about beyond football i mean it's always a story and i, I it's kind of interesting because you know, jerry can create something as part of the drama sometimes and He's almost condoning that, that that's that's good and right, and, uh, <laughs> I, I, which is a weird kinda, thing to do. Yeah. So so how does so that kind of validates that behavior and then right take it to uh, you know uh, you know take it a little further. Look at the players and and look. I played and to the, the you know the point whenever in '89, especially with when Jimmy came on the scene, he straightened right. a lot of things up. There's a little bit more law, law and order, but still on the other hand, there was a lot of things going on that created this uh, notoriety that the Cowboys even, you know, being really great. And then the other, the, the side note about something personally happened with other players, it just creates stories. And, but I don't think, look, I don't think, I think maybe he's gives a reason to justify that the odds good, but I don't, I don't think he's that calculated where he's kind of, Sure. Maybe, maybe some things they put out there. I don't know, 
but I, he is a marketing genius, I think. And that's what people like to see. What do they say? Um, you know, bad publicity is, 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 is better than no publicity or, you know, something the, the way that goes. Uh, but I, I, I totally agree with him. I cannot disagree with that, with that comment. Whatsoever. Well, there's a very famous line, uh, Jerry had, and I mentioned this on a different show, uh, I can't remember who he said it to, but in the early 90s, uh, one of the local reporters in Dallas, he said, you know, I don't care what you write about us as long as you spell Dallas Cowboys correctly. Right. Like that's that's kind of the Jerry way. And I agree with you. Like, I don't think he's out here planting controversies to to keep them in the news. But I do believe that that he is stirring the pot, you know, as, as one example, the example I highlighted on, on that show I talked about, you know, the the week after the Cowboys lost in the playoffs to the 49ers. He, he went on 105 through the fan like he always does. And he was asked very specifically to commit to Mike McCarthy and his future uh, and whether he was going to be returning in 2022. And he declined. He, he, he would not commit. He would not outright say that Mike McCarthy was going to be back. And, and I tweeted this at the time. The only reason he did that was so that that weekend when, you know, all the you know NFL Network, ESPN, Fox, CBS shows were doing their, their pregame shows for all the playoff games, they would have to devote some time to the Cowboys and talk about, well, I know the Cowboys aren't playing, but are they going to fire Mike McCarthy? You know, like that's and then remember, you know, when when all the Dan Quinn chatter started up, he got all pissed off. He got all like, well, you guys are the ones who who created this. It's like, no, nah, man. I mean, you know, he, he kind of wants to have it both ways sometimes. But I, I do like to your point, I do think I do think he capitalizes on it sometimes. Well, I thought of that. And I think that that's just he lets. uh yeah, he, he puts enough out there and he just it, it just starts to kind of fester a little bit and then it just kind of spreads and people pick up on it. And I don't think, and I, but that's the problem. And, and I think that's the most uh, gratifying thing for Jerry is that he doesn't have to really, you know, we talk about this so many years that they don't have to win championships. They don't have to be going into playoffs. I mean, they're still going to get their, their publicity they're oh, still going to be talked about and i think in a way that that's what you know jerry enjoys and and, and he he fools a lot of people and i mean that's that's very broad of him because he's been doing it forever because it's it's a it's a you know it's a subject line the Cowboys right. are a subject line to talk about to that point um every every year when the the forbes list comes out you know we write about it you know we say the Cowboys is the most valuable team whatever and usually when I write about it, I, I put the year that every team in the top 10 last won a championship. So, you, you know, you look at the top 10 most valuable sports teams in the world, and there's only one team that is uh, is in the top 10 that has a longer drought than the Cowboys. It, you, there used to be two, but the Dodgers won the World Series uh, two years ago, actually, uh, incidentally, in Arlington. But um, the only other team that's consistently valued that high uh, that has a longer title drought than the Cowboys is the New York Knicks. That's it. And, and a lot of their values is obviously their location and, you know, being, you know, New York city, Madison square garden, whatever, blah, blah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and so it's, I, I don't know. I mean, this has been a really bad off season for, for Jerry and Steven, right? Like people hate them. Like I, I can't think of an off season where people are so People have been so low on them. So that's why like, this just, a this, I think Jerry still thinks he's the, he's the, you know, wheeling and dealing fun guy that everybody likes. And I think a lot of people are just rolling their eyes at him these days. You know what I mean? Like, cause they're right. just the, the, the results they, I think they've, they've spent all of the cachet that everything you guys accomplished, you know, had they, they've milked that cow dry. And so now, now there's nothing, there's no more accomplishments for them to kind of, there's no more legend to skate off. You know what I mean? 
Well, and, and this let's uh, I think a great example is that you know the, the Dallas Mavericks are going on playing the Western Conference mm-hmm. Finals, but their owner Mark Cuban sometimes I think sometimes maybe kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I like Mark because he's right there. He's like right there on the bench. He's screaming. He's into it, and he's the owner. And you don't see that dynamic with any other owners in the NBA that I know of. Uh, so I think sometimes people don't like that, but the pro- the but I guess the, you know, the how you can tolerate it, and I'm not. And by no means, I mean I love Mark. I think he's bad. He, he's put together an amazing franchise. I mean, they sure. won a title back in twenty was it twenty eleven? Yep. And they got a chance to win it this year. They got one of the greatest players in the world on their team. I mean, they beat the hell out of. The oh man, lab. that, that game just, seven was amazing. Like, it was, that it was, was crazy. Yeah. So, but he, but he is put together a franchise that maybe some people that he's done that people question some of the decisions he's made, but he's start, he's won. You know, Jerry, on the other hand is, is, it's totally different in the spectrum. They haven't, they've won championships, but it hasn't been as, as, as relevant, obviously, and more, you know, more contemporary that it's uh, in, in modern day. I mean, it's a modern day because it is modern day because it's been so long. So I think that, you know, is to your point, RJ, is that I think people are like, well, look, this is, you know, what else are you going to give us? I mean, what, what else are you going to sell us? And I mean, he'll think of something, but I, I kind of, that's the way I look at it. I mean, I like Mark now because I mean, they went, he makes decisions. He makes the right decisions, puts together, you know, talent and you know, brings Jason Kidd in and makes those decisions. And it's, and it's, it's paying off. And Jerry has been trying to do that for so many years and it hasn't, it paid her when it comes to winning on the field, all think, the other stuff, all the other stuff of, you know, ten billion, that's great, Jerry. That's right. awesome. Yeah. That's, but what that's is all that? new. That's something you accomplished. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called the future of work, where I answer all your questions on surprise, the future of work questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical we're offering insights you won't want to miss so tune in to the future of work a prop g pod special sponsored by canva you can find it on the prop g pod wherever you get your podcasts Yeah, what does what does that do for a fan? Like, you know, yeah. like we, are we buying yeah. caps that say like most valuable sports franchise in the world? Like, right. but but to your point, I think the you know it's your point, so I don't want to steal it. But I think the best way to encapsulate it is, you know, Mark talks a lot of talk, right? Like, and and people feel that way about Mark Cuban in, in a lot of ways, right? Like, but like when it comes to just basketball, um, he talks a lot of talk, right? Like he's really involved. But to your point, he walks the walk, right? Like he yeah. he walks, and, and that's what Jerry's not doing, Jerry. Jerry thinks he's walking and he needs everybody to tell him that he's walking, but he's not walking. That's that's yeah. the, the main difference between the two of them. And, you know, I, I think it's funny the, the way that the Mavericks are having this success with this like homegrown talent and Luca and this legend and Derek like cheering him on and this like, you know, former son of the franchise and Jason Kidd. It's like mm-hmm. exactly what what Jerry wanted. Like Jason Kidd to the Mavericks is, is a little again, the situations are identical, but so, somewhat of what Jason Garrett was to the Cowboys. Like Jerry wanted that so bad. To be able to say like this dude who came through my team and club, whatever, like, and then I brought him back and he was the greatest coach, blah, blah. Like that, it's, it's just funny that that is literally happening in the same city, just with the other team. Yeah. I, I think that that's a great book to be able to write. And, you know, so hopefully, 
you know, one of those chapters, ending chapters, well, you know, the prelude to it is always great, you know, what you want to write. But, you know, I, I just think that, especially in this in this market in Dallas, you have two owners that are pretty polarizing, obviously. And then, but you have one that's really getting it right because they're on the verge of don't, don't maybe having a chance going back to play the Miami, Miami Heat again. And how about oh, that? Be safe. So, yeah. Is that what you want? Is that what you, you want? You want Mavs Heat? Well, that, well, or you want Mavs really, Celtics? It, I, yeah, I, I like either either matchup. But I would like to see him play the the Heat one more time. That'd be kind of nice going back and kind of reliving some of the the, the Miami, the LeBron, and the things that happened during that. But you know, to me, it doesn't really matter as a fan. You're just uh, you just you just want him to get to the get to right. the, the championship. But I, the Celtics would be great. I wonder yeah. what I wonder how Zeke feels. Speaking, do you know that he's uh, he's good friends with Jason Tatum? So I wonder. You know who? What I wonder who he'd root for because I think I don't want to get this wrong. I think they went to high school together, or that they yeah. they at least grew up in the same neck of the woods. Um, so he goes way back with Jason Tatum. So I wonder, you think he'd root for Tatum over the Mavs? I don't know. I don't know if he'd be bold enough to wear Celtics Celtics jersey to. But if he wore like Mavs a Tatum high school jersey, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I got. Res- I don't have a problem with that. I have. I have respect <laughs> if he wants to. Hey, at least at least he's got a kind of a vested interest in it, and. Right. But I, I, I don't know. That's that would be kind of a that would be definitely a great debate and something that the people on social media have a lot of fun with. This is uh, really, really, really random, but it's just been in my head for the last few days. And I know this makes maybe no sense, but Jason Tatum, to me, his his NBA career and what it's become is is sort of what I envisioned for Micah Parsons. Just like and what I mean is like when Tatum came on, he was so successful right away. And you thought like, there's almost no way he can kind of keep this up. He can be this great, whatever. And he, you know, like had a little, you know, a bit of like settling in period, but he has like, he, be- mm-hmm. he's become like a, a mess, you know, mega massive superstar. Like, I think that's the trajectory mm-hmm. that Micah Parsons is on. Yeah. And then, you know, to put it now, I, without a doubt, I mean, that guy last year, I mean, we thought he's only going to get better and better. And, you know, I think next year, you know, last year was his rookie year. We keep forgetting about that. A lot of people just think they'll assume, but He's learned a lot, and he's going to be more wise. Uh, and so I think uh, I mean, there's so much trajectory, and there's so much there's so much uh, upside to, for him to do even bigger things than last year, which is crazy to think about because the dude almost was on the verge of being defensive player of the year. Right. Um, so as we tie a bow on this Jerry thing, um, I'm very interested to see how this all materializes. I mean, this is a really interesting season. Um, because the the juice, you know, the juice is not back. Like there are a lot of people who are, you know, there were some people who like the the schedule came out and they they run to buy tickets, right? Like there are people who can't help themselves, and that's fine. Like it's it's a team you're a fan of. Like it's you love the Cowboys. Like you know, no nobody's like faulting you for that. But there there are a lot of people who are really 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 burned, Tony. Um, and I wonder, you know, I wonder if the Cowboys feel the effects of that. I I really do. I mean, because I do think that there's a lot of like eye rolling happening. Um, that that has has people worn out. I think they're really. I think their patience has kind of run out. Finally, like last year was a bit of a breaking point for a lot of people. And I cannot tell you. I think I've mentioned this on our show before. I can't. I can't. If I got if someone paid me a a dollar for every time someone asked me this questions, I'd be rich, rich, rich. But the question every time is like, well, uh, when I go play golf or a mat, and you start talking about football and they're cowboy fans. How do you think the Cowboys are going to be next year? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I've been I've been trying to answer that question like everyone else in the last. <laughs> so isn't that always the question people ask you? I'm like, well, 
okay, this year in the draft, they got Tyler Smith, they got Jalen Tolbert, which I think is a great wide receiver. And then they added, you know, Sam Williams, which that's, and, and, and after last year, but they're going to be, but I thought last year had a, a great chance to have a chance. It would be their chance to get to postseason mm-hmm. deep in the playoffs and they have. So I'm, I, I'm trying to, sometimes with this refrain, I'm like, I, my question is like, I don't know. So, you know, to your point, yeah, it's, uh, people are like, they don't know how to answer that question. They don't because their expectations and look, we're already starting it because it is right. rookie camp and it's everything. And that's, in, you know, after the, after the Mavericks won the, won the NBA championship and we'll get right into it. Well, you know, the last <laughs> like, time I had, to wait, I had to wait for your response. The, like, the last I, I time, <laughs> the, the last time and the only time the Mavericks won the title was the same year that the Cowboys drafted Tyron Smith. And obviously Tyler Smith has gotten a lot of comparison to him. So um, maybe, maybe that would be a good sign in that capacity. Um, okay. My actual last thing, um, is, is kind of a, a few questions, but it's really one big question. Have you watched the new HBO show winning time about the Lakers? Have you watched any of that? You know, I've heard about it. Right. Is it, uh, is it Jerry West that, that is, Oh yeah. Jer- Jerry hates it? that. Yeah. He oh, yeah, hates that yeah. show. But, um, <laughs> it's uh, like, that, that is not how it used to be. Right. Um, so, but, <laughs> I did um, hear that. <laughs> but did you know that that show, a lot of people know this, obviously, but, uh, it's based on a book. It's based on a book about um, the 80s Lakers dynasty called Showtime that Jeff Perlman wrote. Um, So Jeff Perlman's a a great author, has a lot of great books, has a a book about Brett Favre called Gunslinger, a book about uh, Walter Payton called Sweetness. And I'm sure you are aware. I know know Jeff Perlman. In the book he wrote, he said some things about me in there that were just totally totally fiction. He he has a book about the Cowboys called Boys Will Be Boys. So my question is, if... um, would, would you ever want to see a show like that's a question that was going around a lot. Would you want to see a show in a similar vein to the Lakers show about the Absolutely. Cowboys dynasty of the nineties? Absolutely. Who, who would you want to play you? You could oh, pick any, you could pick any version. You could, so you could say like the 1990 version of whatever you could pick any actor. Ever. Like who, who would you want to play Tony Casillas? Brad Pitt. Did Brad Pitt look like <laughs> <Jesus>? <laughs> I did lots of, we did watch the lost city last night and my wife, she's, you know, she her crushes Brad Pitt, and he it's really it's Sandra Bullock and uh, Tatum Channing. It's a really good. Oh, that but, you're talking uh, about that movie. Oh, yeah, The yeah, Lost yeah. City. Okay, I'm gotcha, sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I got a lot of trackers like we're talking about the bet. Uh, that's a great question. Um, man, I, I, I'd like to see The Rock play me. I could see that. I, I mean, like, if we're talking like you know, I we're mean, going back in '91. Uh, it let's see, gosh, I. I don't know. You need some big Hispanic, good-looking, handsome guy. Uh, <laughs> Maybe like, um, hear me out. Hear me out here. Um, like Lou Ferrigno, like peak Lou Ferrigno. I could kind of see a little bit. Uh, Just a l- little bit, like. You know I'm, I'm I'd say uh, he was. A, he's a great, incredible Hulk, though. By the I way, I know that's what I'm I saying. Don't know if you like, dude, the David if Banner. If the incredible you know, Hulk playing was, you, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, if you're gonna say, I'd rather have, I'd rather have the the Terminator play me. Um, oh, Arnold. Oh yeah. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. Well, he, he probably talks better than me. So I, he can understand what he's saying. If, if anybody wants to, to do a, a focus group on who should play Tony, just pull up the YouTube clip of, uh, of him introducing Selena. Um, and then you can, you can get a look at who, you know, kind of what, what kind of profile you're looking for. That you is like one of the je- most amazing videos like, of all time. You like the, like those jean shorts and that, uh, that, that, well, I, I don't know what, was that a polyester dude? Uh, honestly, with the, the, 
floral <laughs> dust on it. I, I know this won't make you feel better, but the only person I've ever known who wears jean shorts is my dad. And so, like seeing them again, it was, it was, it was like, it was like all my childhood memories of going to Disney, World, like just in jean Man, shorts. That, like, was, that was luck. And I think that that shirt I had on was five hundred dollars that my wife couldn't sell for a dollar about ten years later. So there you go. But wow, that, that was that was some of my best uh, memories. It was that introduction. It was pretty. It was pretty epic and amazing. But it's it's a really cool video. Yeah, um, okay. Really well, um, okay. So uh, Jerry could sell the Cowboys for 10 billion, but he won't. Um, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to play Tony in the show about the Cowboys. That about cover it all. Yeah, I think, I think so. (laughs) So, you know, the movies, the movies are really unrealistic. So you got to get some dude that's like chiseled because I never had a six pack, but, uh, but you know, to your point, wouldn't that, so we talked about when they did the last dance, I know we're getting a little, this is the off season on the seven five Oh, but this is all related. But the last dance, and we we talked about when that came out. It's like what, I think the Cowboys of the Nines would be a hell of a hell of a Netflix series. I I, I mean, I, there would be some really that would be some great great TV. Well, I mean, that kept saying, you know, um, just I wonder, I, wonder, I, I wonder I wonder if we could start. I mean, there's got to be someone around here that we could reach out to producer and kind of get the, the wheels rolling and the, you know, the, and, and just get it moving. Cause I mean, I don't think, man, I'd just be pretty amazing. But anyway, the thought of that, it, it would definitely be, uh, it would be sick. Be, uh, the, the other, the other, uh, it'd be beyond the spectrum of, uh, on, it would be, this, be tremendous TV on the subject of nineties Cowboys and, and I guess shows or movies or whatever. One of my predictions of the off season hasn't come true yet, but I'm still holding strong. Um, I, I'm sure you saw your buddy Troy got another gold jacket. Like at this point, it's like Troy. It. You know how many do you need? You know, like yeah. I saw Ed Warder was the one who tweeted that. But like how many? How many? You know, Troy, you got enough jackets. You know what I mean? Like it's just you know you're, you just you need the green one. You can't get it. Let Scotty Scheffler have it. But anyway, um, I I my prediction is that we're gonna get a Troy show from ESPN, um, sort of like what John Gruden's QB camp used to be. Um, kind of like, I don't know if you ever watched, um, the, the late great Kobe's series that he did with ESPN, mm-hmm. the detailed, like, I think we're going to get a Troy show where every week he's like breaking down, you know, something or whatever. And that's going to, it's going to go on like ESPN plus or something like that. That's my prediction is we're going to get a Troy show. I'd like to see Troy out there, spin the ball a little bit. I, I think he could still do it, but there's so some, you know, the proper way to run a route. And I, I don't know. I think uh, Troy's great. But John Gruden, man, he was so animated. But I could see. I mean, they've already started all these kind of knockoff shows. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like just something where he's he's crushing film. He's. I mean, you're paying him eighteen. You're paying him eighteen million dollars a year, Troy. Shoot, you got to get your money's worth, dude. I mean, I'm I'm so I'm so happy for him. He's such a great dude, and it's funny because we were we were uh, DM. I I was doing a Peloton. I did a Peloton class. You know, like. Like I said, this is a different version of seven five zero. But anyway, <laughs> we're talking about one of the legends of the Cowboys and legends of the game. And so, this I do this class on Sunday at seven a.m. And so I, I sent him a DM. I said, "Hey, Duke," and I invited him to join this class. And so, uh, so I get a he DMs me about our league. Goes, "I'm sorry, Tony, I was still asleep." I'm like, "Come on, dude, man, it's seven o'clock on a Sunday with that type of with that chiseled body you're working on." But anyway, uh, yeah. Well, so the move. Yeah, I control so, sleep. How dare I know, you? I know, but you know, there's so much. Uh, there's so much to talk about. It real quick, uh, because 
we'll probably run out of time here because I think you got to go change the diapers and you got other, you got three or four other shows to do today. Uh, we're talking about the, the mini campus going on now. And, right. you know, one of the things that I, I saw an article, I think it was, uh, was a Bleacher Report, and they talked about the most three impactful players would have a role this year out of the nine draft picks they got. Mm-hmm. And obviously the one was Tyler Smith, the one was uh, Jalen Tolbert, and then right. Sam Williams. And I think if those guys right there, to me it's going to be a question of how much impact they're going to have. Because I know Tyler Smith is going to be plugged in. He's day one starter. Sam Williams, um, he could be a day one starter. Jalen Jalen Tolbert, um, he's going to be he's going to have right. a big impact on offense. So if you look at those three pick, those three draft picks, RJ, when you look at the you know the prior draft classes the Cowboys have, I think these guys may have a bigger impact than some of the classes we've seen. And again, it's it's kind of early to call it. Then we've seen they're going to have instant impact. I think they're going to have to. Like I, I mean, this goes without saying, but if if this season is a success you know, it's going to have been because those three had a big impact, right? Like yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's obvious, but like, it's going to, it has to happen. There, there's no question. Like it's a necessity. It's a requirement. Um, I did think there was something cool. I don't think we mentioned on any podcasts over the last week, but um, when oh, so it was Friday, when, when minicamp started for them and, and they did all their first interviews and stuff with, with DallasCowboys.com, Jalen Tolbert, there was the story about how um, Dak called him before the draft and just kind of like picked his brain like, hey, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, blah, blah. Um, but he said that after like right after he was drafted, Dak sent him a playbook. That is so cool, dude. Like, that I mean, is. like I, like that is I mean, like that's what like being a fan. Like, I mean, like I, I love like the way you talk about Troy makes me love him more. I don't know if that makes sense. But like I, I love those stories about Dak. Like it makes me like as you know, the quarterback for my favorite team, it makes me love him more. Like those are super cool little things that, you know, make make a difference. Those things matter. And it makes sense why like all those dudes love Dak so much. You know what I mean? And I think he's just it's just another way. It's like welcome to the family. We want you to be part of it. I want you to be we we drafted you to be an impact. And I think you have someone like that, like like his uh his leadership role, mm-hmm. obviously Dak Prescott, the guy that the leader in the team and reaching out to you, that makes you feel, man, that, that makes you feel guilty. Kind of like, like bear. I mean, you, you start barking, you get excited and, and you want to, you want a bone. And so, um, Dak threw him a bone. <laughs> yeah. Bears, uh, bear, bear wants to be loved by Dak too. Um, bear's bear, actually- bear wants to be loved by Dak. He's um Bears gonna have a really tough time this year when the Cowboys play the Bears. It's always an awkward situation for him. So all right, bud. Your points were made. All right, Tony. Very last question. Who wins the PGA championship? Oh, I knew you were coming with that question. So I got my list. Do we how many do we want to do? We, I, you can do four. You, you can uh, have got, four. Uh, I'm gonna go Tiger, I'm gonna go Jordan, um, Roy, and then gosh, I gotta go with Scotty. Scotty Scheffler. I mean, I mean, all right, so you, you went, say, well, you went all, chalk. All, all, all Well, chalk. I'm all chalk. Okay. I'll, let me throw another one in there. Let me throw, uh, I don't know. Uh, Victor Holland. I know I, I, I like, that's not chalk. I no, mean, no. But, good player. Well, it's okay. a little chalk. Cause he's like Mr. Oklahoma. Well, I know you're Mr. Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. But, <laughs> but, would this no. piss people off? I said, Tiger's not going to make the cut. Um, I'll say JT and John Rahm. I only need two. Uh, so, okay. Bear, Bear wants us to get out of here. Tony, great show as always. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. This was the 750.